Desperate for you, I'm desperate for you. I surrender. Good morning, Destiny. We're gonna start in prayer before we begin our worship. Um, let us just re take a moment just to still ourselves, to remove all the distractions that we have um, and just focus on how good our Jesus is. Um, be sensitive. Submit yourself to what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you today. Father God, we lift up our souls to you. Your word 
In Hebrews 12, 28 to 29 says, Therefore, let us be grateful, receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Oh, Father God, you are a consuming fire. Consume everything in us, oh God. Remove everything that is unlike you. Lord, remove every bit of every bit of anything that would hinder our praises to you, Almighty God, Almighty King. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you. Move in this place. Anybody who has not experienced your goodness, your unconditional love, your amazing presence, oh God, let them, let them be overwhelmed by it today in Jesus' name. Everybody in this place, everybody in this building, Lord, oh, we worship you. We take this time to just show our love and our adoration for our almighty King, almighty God, our creator, the beginning and the end, almighty God. We give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
you. You're all that I need as I fall to my knees. You are faithful and true. Every moment with you. Every moment. I will dance, yeah. I will dance, dance, dance. Sing and shout as I delight in you, my God.
Running after, running after me. 
23 says, surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. So some of you may hear that part of that song and even be like, I don't know, is that really biblical? You know, to think he's going to run after us with goodness. But it says, surely, surely, that's like, I'm sure his goodness and mercy will follow me follow me 
like it's behind you, following everywhere you go all the days of my life. And surely I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a really, really beautiful promise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness that follows us. It's our rear guard, goodness and mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost, won't you come close to me? Won't you come close to me? Holy Ghost, won't you come close to me? Holy Ghost, kiss my eyes. I want to see. Open my eyes, help me see, come on ask him, oh open my eyes, help me see, Holy Ghost won't you come close to me. Won't you come close to me? Holy Ghost, won't you come close to me? Holy Ghost, kiss my eyes. I want to see. I'm in need of your help, in need of your hand, in need of your love, Father.
have a living God. For the living God, we're crying out for the living God. Our only hope. We'll run into your mercy. to your mercy. work for mercy. You don't earn mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. You know, run to the mercy seat of Jesus, the throne room. It says come boldly to his throne to receive mercy, to receive what we need in our time of need. God's just been wrecking me about mercy. When we 
don't know what else to do. We've tried everything in our own strength and nothing is solving it. He says, are you going to come yet to get my mercy? Are you going to just come let my mercy handle it? Come on, let's just yield to the mercy of Jesus. Let's yield to the mercy of Jesus. hear the Lord saying, let it go. I don't know who brought something in here that maybe they've been struggling with, dealing with. Maybe it's been years. Maybe it's been months. Maybe it's been weeks. Maybe it's been five minutes. I just heard when we were worshiping and Sarah started singing, I just heard the Lord start saying, let it go. Whatever that is. That's right. Let it go. That's right. You know, sometimes we can find ourselves distracted. And distraction comes in all ways, shapes, and forms. You read about it when you read about Peter as he gets distracted and starts to sink in the water. And it can happen to any one of us um, because that's how the enemy likes to come against us. If he can distract you, if he can get you filled up with a lot of to-do stuff, that doesn't mean anything doesn't mean anything to him. So this morning, it's, it, 
I felt distracted. I felt distracted this morning. And that's why I love this song, because when you cry out to the Holy Ghost, you know, he, the funny part is he's never gone. You're just so distracted, you don't feel him, you don't see him, you don't think he's there. So, so when we cry out to him, he doesn't have to find us. He's right there the whole time. But when we cry out to him, our focus goes to him. And when you're focused on him, that's when everything shifts. That's when everything turns. That's when, that's when you start feeling his love and his presence and his arms wrapped around you. That's when you start getting clarity and he starts speaking to you. So it happens to all of us. I had to go into the back of the sanctuary. Because I was like, what's going on? I'm not focused. Where, where are you? Where are you? And he's like, I'm here. <laughs> I just need you to go back. I just need you to, 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 to find a little spot where you can just focus on me. And allow me to focus on you. So that's my challenge to you. When we worship... Man, if you get distracted, if you're sitting where you're at and you're just like, yeah, I'm not feeling it, something's going on, you know, this is your sanctuary. <laughs> you, need to, you need to go find a spot where you can just say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. And don't get distracted about anything going on. That's why it's so important that we, you know, we get so saturated before we walk in here. And I always thought that was the answer. I was like, if you just, if you get so saturated in your worship all the way in and you're, you're in the morning and you're praying, then nothing can stop you. <laughs> but distractions are tiny. And they'll just zip in and they'll pull your mind off what God really wants you focused on. So this morning, I just challenge you with that. Focus on him. Cry out to him. He's right beside you. He's right beside you. He's never left you. He's just waiting for you to call out to him, and he'll bring that peace. He'll bring that comfort to guide you through the next steps, to, to connect with you, to speak to you. So, Father, we love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, we love you, we love you. We thank you that you never leave us, never forsake us, that you're always with us, Lord. That in our times of trouble, Father, you're standing right there just waiting for us to lock eyes with you, Lord. We thank you for your grace, your mercy in our life. And Father, we surrender to you. Have your will, have your way in everything we do, Lord. Come on, rest on this house this morning. Right now, we declare a, a focus in this house, Lord. Father, I just, I just declare and decree over this house that we have a laser focus on you and your face, Father. Come on, Holy Ghost. We love you, Lord. We love you. We surrender to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen, amen. Come on, can we lift them up this morning? We can do better than that. Come on, let's give him all the praise, all the honor, all the worship. Yes, Lord, come on.
Wow, what a good morning. Woo, come on, you guys excited to be here? Come on, it's a good, good, good morning. Do me a favor, find somebody. There's a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. Find somebody you hadn't seen. Say hello to them. Love on them a bit. We'll be right back. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. All right. Good morning. Good morning. I know you guys love to uh, hang out and talk and have a good time. Hey, you know, got a uh, quick, quick uh, announcement. Where you're at, stay where you're at. Everybody, stay where you're at. You get get ready to sing with me. All right. Here we go. You guys ready? We're gonna sing Happy Birthday to Miss Barbara Jack. Uh, Miss Jack. 
Barbara, where is she? Where's Miss Barbara? All right, there she is. Come up here, birthday girl. Get up here. Miss Barbara does so much for the church and so much for us and our staff and everybody. Let's go ahead and honor her this morning. All right there. Now, right here, Miss Barbara, come over here. Ah, it's okay. It's all right. Watch out. Make some room. Make some room. All right. You guys ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, servant Barbara. Happy birthday to you. Come on. Hot chop chop. A crown. No, Linda. A crown of glory's on your head, isn't it? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Amen. All right, now you get back to your seats. Now you get back to your seat. All right, and before I get to the message, I got just one more thing. One more thing that I'd like to do. All right, and Pops is going to help me. Let's see. Go ahead, Pops. Mommy, will you go with Daddy to the prom? Yeah. Be my date to the prom, hot Mexican. All right, sorry, all right, sorry. I, 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 Lord, help me. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Please, okay. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been to prom, but hopefully that was a ring. Another one? All right, all right, all right. I'm going to stop. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll get you whatever you want, though, I promise. Uh, all right. So good morning, Destiny Church. Good morning online. God bless you guys. You guys are missing out. Come to the party. Uh, show up. But uh, even so, we love you. Uh, so this is the time during our service where we actually worship with our tithes and our offerings uh, and, you know, all the other fun stuff that I decided to throw in there. So, uh, but this morning, I do want to speak to you guys about offering just for one quick second. And I thought, what better than letting a kid give you their perspective on giving, right? So I asked Anissa, I said, uh, why should we give? Why should we, me, myself included, and, and her, because she already was like, Daddy, give me offering. Um, <laughs> so why should we give? What did you say? If you give, it always come back back to you. She said, because when you give, it always comes back to you. So, hey, amen. Uh, <laughs> but I did have a scripture for you guys, and this is so awesome. First John 3, 1, this is what it says. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Amen. You're like, man, that's a weird scripture for offering. But it really isn't because when you understand, you start to understand what great love the Father has lavished on us. You know, it's so easy to give. 
It's so easy to surrender that part of our lives. It's so easy to say, God, I, I love you. I withhold nothing from you because you loved me first. Your mercy, like Miss Cassandra was saying, your mercy chased me down and found me when I was deep in sin, when I should have been in, you know, hell. God saved me. And so that's why I love to give. And when I read this scripture, it reminds me the great love the Father has lavished on us. And God is not a, you know, mean God saying, give me your money. He doesn't care about that. That, did you hear what I said? God doesn't care about that. God cares about your heart. God cares about, do you love him? Do you love him? And so this morning as we get ready to give and we, we get ready to, to give offering in our tithes, I want to remind you, not so you can give. I just want to remind you how much the Father loves you and how much he is lavishing his love on you. You guys already do an amazing job giving. You guys are awesome. Seriously, you guys are awesome. And so I just want to pray for you this morning. I just want to pray for you. If you guys would just close your eyes, uh, raise your right hand to the air, whether you have money in there or not, whether you've already given uh, online or however you've already given, um, just raise your right hand to the air. Father God, this morning we just thank you. God, we just thank you. We love you. We just ask right now that you would bless this offering, that you would bless these tithes, Father God. I ask that you would bless your people, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I ask that you bless every family, every family represented in this place right now in the name of Jesus. God, I decree favor, Father God, favor from above in the name of Jesus, God. The favor, Father God, in the name of Jesus, favor for their finances, favor for their mental health, their physical health, their emotional health. God, favor in the name of Jesus, God. And I ask right now that you would loose, God, loose blessings, God, loose blessings in the name of Jesus, God. Right now, Father God. And God, over everything I ask and I loose boldness, God, in the name of Jesus. Boldness in their lives. Boldness to worship you. Boldness to praise you. Boldness to bless you with their offering and their tithes. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. The ushers will be up here. We love you. We'll be right back. Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? I, I'm sorry, I was giving up here, so it, I, 
if you don't know, if you don't give on your phone, like it, it was so neat because he reminded me, I said, oh, I want to get, you know, I want to give this morning. So I literally, if you've ever, anybody sent a text message, if you sent a text message, raise your hand. So there's usually a, a contact and when you t- start typing it in, it pops up. So I built a contact to a number called Destiny Giving. So as I start Destiny, it just pops up and I click it. And then I just simply type in the number. If it was $50, I just type five zero and I hit send. That's it. And I forget how awesome that is because as I was walking up here, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to give. And I was like, click, 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 click. By the time I got up here from there, it was completely done and already taken care of. You know, the first time you set that up, it'll walk you through because you text that number. And when you text that number, it sends you back and it says, how do you want to pay a debit card or whatever? But then after that, all it is is type in the number and send it. It's, it's amazing. So I just love technology now. I'm really getting used to that. So that's why if you forget your checkbook or anything, but it's kind of awesome. So Kevin, I got to say that was really weak. Where'd he go? I don't even know if Crystal was in here when he did it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's weak because I was going to ask my wife to go to prom with me today. So, you know, now I can't do it. It's too late. It's over with. What's that? I know. No, I was after he reminded me. We talked about that at staff, and he was like, he was like, I thought Crystal was kidding, but she wasn't. <laughs> she said, I'm not going to prom with you unless you ask me. <laughs> and so, so inside joke between the pastor's wives, they're like, hey, uh, you're going to prom with me, Jules? <laughs> She's like, I'm going to prom with you because my husband didn't ask me. So guys, don't forget, ask your spouses to prom. So they know that they're actually coming with you, and you know they're coming with you. <laughs> it be, could be something different if you show up and they're with somebody else. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Help us, Lord. So good morning. I am TJ. I am the pastor. Uh, <laughs> me and my wife, Jules, have the honor to pastor here at, at Destiny Church. We love you guys. We love everybody online. Thank you for tuning in online. Come on, let's give it up for the online audience, people that watch all the time. We appreciate each and every one of you. It's awesome. We get to actually look and see where people are tuning in from. And it shows you a globe, and it is all over the place. So we have people all over the world that actually tune in and watch, which is absolutely amazing. So uh, when you get to see that, it just opens your eyes to, to technology and what we can do through that and how important it is. Because the gospel will travel. And, and that's why we do this. So when, it, when you see cameras, like, that's why when we say we need people work in production, that's huge. It's huge that we have people in production because there's people that can't be here on a Sunday that live close. But there's also people watching all around the world that are like, we would love to watch church. And some days we don't go live or something goes wrong because we don't have enough people serving in those areas. Uh, but it, it's, it's so important that we do that, that we get the message out. So uh, that's my little spiel on that. So that, that's good. So if you are new to the church, welcome. And uh, fill out a Connect card for us. Do me a favor with that. Uh, just fill that out. Let us know you're here. If it's first time in a long time, we'd love to reach out to you. We'd love to pray for you and share information about Destiny Church. That's it. So please fill that out. We can't do it if you don't get with us. Uh, and then uh, if you want more information about Destiny, go to the Tithely app. You can download the app. This is so important. Like, we send push notifications. We keep things updated. This is the easiest way to sign up for things and register. is all on the app. We make it very easy. It's simple. You scan that thing, and then you download it. But, you know, our website went down for, like, two and a half weeks. So this week, we finally got it back up, and everybody's like, well, this isn't on there. And I'm going, well, 
The website was down. The guy's trying to update all our sermons, get things going. If you had the app, you could click on it right now, and everything would work. So the app is so important. Download the app. You have a lot of apps on your phone if you have a smartphone. So just make that one of them, and you'll never miss out on any information at Destiny. Uh, this morning, we had our, our Next Step class. Uh, where were they at? Churchy Words. Where'd it go? Come on over there. Uh, come on, Brother Rick. Um, and Vanessa, Churchy Words was today. So... Um, yeah, are you doing a churchy words too? Is that what you told me last time? Three and four. Three and four. So uh, if you're interested in that, every every Sunday at nine o'clock, well, whatever's going to be on the schedule, because we are taking a break over the holidays and starting back up in in the new year. But uh, we'll have the schedule on the board. It's nine o'clock. Show up. Churchy words is kind of cool because you know they're covering all the big words you hear in church all the time, like sanctification. You're like, well, that's awesome, but what's that mean? And he's covering all that because it's information, right? Because that's what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to equip the saints. We're supposed to teach and, and guide, and that's what we're doing. So I thank you for teaching that this morning. Next Sunday is sharing your faith with Brandon Purdue. Is that still on, Brandon? Are we good now? We've been waiting to get that one in there for like a month. They decided to go on a two-month vacation, you know, around the world, and... Uh, <laughs> They are back, world travelers. <laughs> but uh, so sharing your faith, uh, Brandon, next next Sunday. So be here at 9 o'clock over in the annex. Next door is going to be absolutely awesome, so we look forward to that. Um, today is, as you can see, that's not the pool to just swim in. Today is baptism, so baptism Sunday. Come on, who's excited about baptism? Um, look, this is, this is awesome. This is that part of, of faith where you surrender your life to Christ, and then you publicly right? Publicly, you, you come before everybody and say, I'm a follower, and now I've been washed away. My old is gone. So it symbolizes, you know, dying and then coming back as you come out of the water. So just like Christ did. Um, so very symbolic. It, the Bible tells us to, to go out into the nations and baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's what we're doing today. Um, so we, we do have some people getting baptized today. And here's, here's why I'm telling you in the beginning, because I know the Holy Ghost can work in amazing ways. And if he starts poking you in your heart and you're like, you know what, I've been waiting to get baptized. I didn't know about this. Today's the day. We have shirts and shorts and everything to change into. It's at the end of service. Pray about that. See how the Holy Ghost is working on you this morning. And if he starts speaking to you that it's time to get baptized. Maybe you were baptized as a child. You don't remember. Maybe you got baptized last year and you still um, weren't in the right frame of mind. Well, guess what? It's, it's time. Let's do it again. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing it again. So, uh, so I'm excited about that. That's going to come at the end of service. So hang around with us as we celebrate that, as we celebrate people getting baptized. Uh, it's going to be at the end of service. So please just stay around to experience that. It's going to be awesome. And if you want to do that, we'll give you that opportunity. As we break away at the end of service, just come talk to my wife or see Crystal or anybody and say, I want to get baptized. And then we will get you all the stuff, get you in the bathroom. You can change and you can come line up and you can get baptized this morning with everybody else because that, that's exciting. Uh, there's no better time than today. Remember that. No better time than right now. Um, so I want to talk about our Serve Team Banquet, which is coming up on Friday, the 10th, prom night. So if you serve on a team uh, in the church, so if, you're, if you serve on any kind of team in the church, uh, then here's the thing. We invite you to prom night. We want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate the people that serve. Why? Because without you, we can't do this. It's that important. So, so that's why Kevin had to propose, you know, not propose. He's already done that. Actually, ask his wife to prom. It was so important uh, so that he could attend on Friday. <laughs> 
So, uh, but please, come, come on. Look, you don't have to dress up. We, if you want to come dressed up, that's fine. We come from all different decades. I think it'd be awesome to see people dressed as they were in prom for maybe their decade or something like that. It'd be awesome. Uh, but if you don't have, don't not come to prom because you don't know what to wear or you can't. No, please, that's not an excuse. Come in your jeans and a t-shirt. I don't care. The point is we want to celebrate you. We're just trying to have a theme with it, right? So, so I hope to see everybody there. Today is the last day to sign up. So you need to sign up online on the app uh, or on our website today. So if you're watching online today, we have to order the food. It's catered, so we got to make sure we do all that and get everything done by Friday. So please, if you hadn't signed up, sign up. Uh, don't miss out on an opportunity for us to celebrate together. And then on the 15th of December is going to be our children's Christmas uh, celebration right here on Wednesday night. I think there's a slide for it. There it is, Wednesday night. So come on out and celebrate with the kids. We're going to have an awesome time here. They have a production they're going to do. If you want your child to be part of that, then you need to get them here on Wednesday. They're they're running out of time. So get them here on Wednesday so they can start practicing and get built into that whole thing. That's going to be an amazing opportunity. So please get your kids here on Wednesday. Uh, We look forward to that. If you want to come out, if you don't have kids and you want to come out and support, come on out. Let's celebrate together as a church. as we, as we walk into this Christmas season. Um, with that being said, Christmas season, right after that on the 15th, on the 19th is actually our Christmas service. I know it is weird because Saturday would be Christmas, and we're not going to celebrate Christmas after Christmas. <laughs> so the 26th is the Sunday. So we're going to celebrate Christmas on the 19th. So on the 19th. So what I mean by that is come with your favorite ugly Christmas sweater. We like to do that every year. So if you have an ugly sweater, uh, show up on show up on that. This is how I know if we have guests or not. You know, people come out for Christmas service all the time, and they or they come back to church. Everybody will be in their ugly Christmas sweater, and they'll show up nice and dressed out, and then we'll know who the guests are, and we'll be able to reach out to them and love on them a little bit. <laughs> but but I'm gonna have mine on, please. We just have fun with it. Come on out, let's celebrate um, as we get to celebrate an amazing season. That's on the 19th. Don't forget that it's. Before Christmas, not after it. <laughs> Celebrate before, not after. So I'm excited about it. It's going to be a good um, Sunday service. We're going to have some kids doing some things. And it's going to be, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate Jesus uh, on that Sunday more than we usually do. Let's put it that way. Um, with that being said, no slide for this. But start preparing now. We are going to do another New Year's Eve worship night. So we're going we're gonna to worship in the new season. So we'll be here about 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve. We're gonna, we have other churches coming in to worship with us. It's going to be an amazing night. Uh, come on out. We're going to fellowship, eat. We're going to celebrate. It's going to be wonderful. So put that on your calendar. We'll have more information about that. Whew, I'm almost done preaching. So, All right. The last thing is I would encourage you all to come out next week. Next week is going to be a special weekend. Um, we have a guest coming in, um, and I would really appreciate if you come out and hear from her. Okay, she uh, and I'll, I'll I'll just tag it with she's from Africa and she runs an orphanage. <laughs> okay, um, so so it's important that, that God connected me with her about three years ago, and she's here in the states, and we get an opportunity. Um, to have her here uh, on Sunday, uh, and she gets to share what God is doing there, and it's going to be powerful. So I, I, I really hope you all can make plans to be here next Sunday. It's going to be uh, wonderful what we have uh, with that. So and this is 
totally different than our angel tree because I didn't even bring up the angel tree, but the angel tree will be out there next week. We'll have the angel tree set up. So if you are in our church, if this is part, if this is your family or whatever, and, and you need help in the Christmas time, here, we're here to help as a family. So please fill out the angel tree form, get that turned in ASAP so we can get an angel on the tree so we can help support with that. But here's the other thing. We also, the youth has been supporting another orphanage in Kenya, right? And what we're doing is they have about, four, is it 40, Kevin? About 40 kids in the orphanage. Last year, we got them all shoes. Um, the kids saved up throughout the whole year. This year, we were able to give them $1,600 to purchase a playground set, which was absolutely awesome. Um, and this year, they're going to be on our angel tree. So this year, you have an opportunity for $40. We get to buy them all new clothing so they can go to school and they can, they can attend and they can have a new outfit, which is what they asked for. So we get to support them that way. That'll be on the angel tree. It's $40. You pull the angel off. It'll have a name on there too. And then Kevin, he has a great relationship with them. Um, and they'll, they'll actually send a video. They'll talk with you. Look, it, it's, it's, it's almost like adopting the rest of the family in because <laughs> we've been supporting them for so long. Um, so it's kind of neat that we have multiple different uh, places we're supporting throughout the world. And we get to have some here and some we get through video. Uh, so just come next week and, and be excited about what God is doing in the house. So, all right, let me pray so we can actually get into the word. You guys good with that? <laughs> all right, Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We surrender to you this morning, Father. Have your way right now, Father. Fill up my heart with, with a word you want me to speak. Lord, let it land on the, the ears and the hearts of those that need to hear it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So uh, I do want to give you an update on Brother Bo. Um, we had uh, spent the week together, which was really awesome. We got to go on a trip down to Florida, uh, him and Miss Rachel and Jules and I, and uh, we got to go meet uh, uh, Poshri, which is the, the, the pastor from Africa. But uh, he has gone, you know, multiple things. He's dealing with the kidney issue, as we all know. He spoke with uh, the doctors, and they did a functionality test of his kidney, and it's not functioning. So they're going to go in and rip the, the, the actual... Uh, stone out, but then they thought we better check and make sure everything's working before we take the stone out. No sense doing all that if it's not working. Well, it's not working, and he's good with that. He's at peace with that. Um, so, so they're gonna they're talking about the next steps. So how do you remove the kidney? What's the next step with all that stuff? Uh, we're still believing in the new kidney. We're believing that it's all going to be well. We know God can still work even even to this point and to the day he goes in for surgery. God can still work, and that thing can start working. So, so we're going to continue to pray for him, pray for him as a family. Um, they're going to be around for a while. They're, <laughs> they're really not going to be going anywhere for, for quite a bit now, So, which is really good. So they'll be back with the family soon. As soon as he can come on in and, and do life with us, we're hoping to have him in soon. So keep praying for them as a family as that's just going to be something different uh, that he has to go through. But we're going to still pray for healing and pray for the doctors and the nurses and wisdom and knowledge and everything God can do uh, for his body. So we're, we're still believing in that. So a little update there. If you want to reach out to them, um, please reach out to them. Uh, let's love on them. Let's show them how much we care about them and love them and what they're going through. So, But he is at peace. So he texts me. He goes, I'm, I'm really emotionless about it. He's like, it's, just take it. Like, he goes, that was the one that was giving me trouble anyway. <laughs> so that's the only one he ever had kidneys. He goes, take it. Like, let's get it out of there. Like, then I won't have trouble. So, uh, so I'm, I'm excited uh, that, that at least God's going to show up in a mighty way. No matter what happens, God's part of this. And he's going to have his way in everything we do. Um, so we are in a 
uh, series called Rules of Engagement. So it is all about spiritual warfare, which is, obviously as we go through this, I don't know how it is with you, but you, you're going to be walking into battles. <laughs> as we cover this, as we talk about this, as we equip you, our job is to equip the saints. So that's why we're doing this. We are trying to equip the saints. We're trying to give you information to help you walk through the battles um, so that you're not waiting on a pastor to call you, okay, because you're struggling with something. So we want to give you the tools to be able to take care of everything right then. Okay, so that, that's what we're, that, that's, that's part of what we're doing here is we're trying to equip the saints that way. So the enemy's not going to stop. The enemy's not going to stop. What happens, though, is you get so well trained that you start recognizing the enemy. Okay, so you're no, you're no longer affected by what the enemy's trying to do. Okay, so that comes through everything we've been talking about. It comes through prayer. It comes through fasting. It comes through reading the word, spending time with, with Father. It comes through a relationship with him. Okay, and, and this is so important that we understand this so we can walk out of here equipped. Because since we're doing this, he doesn't like that. Like, he can't stand the fact that we're teaching on this. And because of that, he's going to start coming at everything he can to try to stop us from teaching this, which is why we're going to keep teaching this. <laughs> So we just got to be prepared to, to walk forward. And through that, we grow in faith in what we do. And, and pretty soon we're well equipped um, to, to walk this out. Not only for you, because it's not just about you. God knows everything about you. He's put you in places and he's put you in a job. He's put you in, in everywhere in society where you go because you are a warrior. And so when you walk into those places, you can take authority over that entire workspace. You can take authority over the schools. You can take authority over wherever you go. It's your job to take authority there because you're the warrior. So God is equipping you. You know, like we said, this is like an embassy. You come in here, we're going to equip you and we're going to send you out. So this isn't just for you. If you go, well, I've heard this before. I don't need this anymore. No, you need to hear it because when you walk out, there's people that work with you. There's people that are around you. There's people when you go shopping at Walmart that don't understand this, and you get to come in with the authority that he's given you, right, and change the environment, change the atmosphere just by walking in the place. Okay, that's why this is so important. That's why this is important. So uh, to do this, God gave us the fivefold ministry gifts. And so he gave us the apostle, the prophet, the, the, uh, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. He gave us those individuals. He gave us those gifts within the church. That's important. Why? Because the knowledge and wisdom that comes from that, okay, helps us as individuals. We get to hear from that. God will speak through them, in them, around them, and then they will pass that information on to the church. And it helps equip us. It gets us ready. It gets us uh, on target with authority, knowing where we're going in alignment with what God wants to do. So as ambassadors, we've been given commands. Okay, this is a lot more teachy. So uh, not a lot of preachy today, but a lot of teachy today. I'm probably going to read a lot of scripture. So, you know, it's okay if we can come in and read the Bible. You guys good with that? We can just read the Bible sometimes and let him do what he wants to do. Um, but, but there are some things that, that, that he wants us to do. You know, one, one thing is that we're supposed to influence the world. As, a, as an ambassador of Christ, we are to influence the world and affect change in the lives of those people around us. And if you're not doing that, then as an ambassador, you're failing. You should be walking with the confidence and the authority in Christ where you change the atmosphere and the people around you. Okay, but that's what we've been called to do, too. We've been called to impact the major systems of the world. We're talking social, political, family systems, educational systems, cultural systems. We have been called to change those. What that means is that not everybody's going to be a pastor. 
Not everybody's called to do that in a church. God put you in a profession. God, God gave you a passion and a calling. He, he molded you together before you even came to earth, and he said, this is what you're going to do. Sometimes it might be a mechanic. It might be you know, a lawyer. It could be a doctor. It could be a teacher. It could be any of those things. It could be a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom. It doesn't matter what he did, but in that spot, he's going to use you to affect change in everything. Okay, so that's why you have to take that personally. Wherever you go, it's because God made you to be there. And your job is to take authority in those areas. And sometimes it's through a forceful action. It's okay to be forceful. Okay, it's okay to walk in with a little bit of attitude. That's important. Because the enemy is going to give you some. So if you, can, if you can come in before he gets a chance to do anything and have the bigger attitude than he does and put him in place, you're accomplishing the goals that, that, that God wants us to do. That's why we're embedded where we're at. You see that there's a great scripture for that, Acts 16. I'm going to read out of the Passion. I know that's Brandon Produce favorite. Uh, so we're going to read out of that. <laughs> we're going to read out of the Passion. I actually like the title of this. It's called The, the Python Spirit. It's in uh, Acts 16, 16 through 21. It says, one day as we were going to the house of prayer, we encountered a young slave girl who had an evil spirit of divination, the spirit of Python. Okay, and if you actually look that up, there, there, you can get a lot of information on that. It's, a, it's in Greek mythology. mythology. She, was a, it's a, she was an oracle, so a medium. She, she had the spirit of gods, and she could actually prophesy uh, based on what all the gods would tell her. Okay, not the god. All the other gods. In fact, she fell in. Um, she was a, an epithet for Apollo, um, who was uh, known as a Greek god of prophecy. That's who she fell under. Um, so usually it was in an individual, often a young virgin, who became the oracle of Apollo. Um, and that's why they called it Python. So she had this spirit on her. Um, and she had earned, so I'll get back into scripture, she had earned great profits for her owners by being a fortune teller. So, so in other words, she... She was a slave. You heard that in there. She was a slave. People owned her, and they would use that, and they would take her out to, to fortune tell, to, to read the future uh, on certain things. So that's how they earned their money. That's how they, that's how they survived was through her. And she kept following us. Uh, this is Paul. She kept following us, shouting, these men are servants of the great high God, and they're telling us how to be saved. Day after day, she continued to do this until Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit indwelling in her i love where it says right there he didn't turn to her he turned to the spirit see a lot of times we get offended in life because somebody says something and we need to realize it ain't the person saying it it's the spirit in the person so we don't speak to the person we speak to the spirit in the person which is what he does so so uh, he speaks right to it he says i command you in the name of jesus the anointed one to come out of her now and at that very moment the spirit came out of her just like that paul says in the name of jesus you'll come out i've had it he, he put up with it i think he put up for, with it for a little while and he said fine i'm just not gonna deal with it anymore it's kind of annoying that tells you the the how powerful that spirit was See, sometimes it looks powerful, sometimes it, it feels powerful, but it's really not powerful because we have, we have the blood of Christ in us. We have, we have the, his spirit in us. We have his authority in us. We have the ability to command things like that out just by speaking it. So it's not that bad, but it seems bad. A lot of things seem bad, but they're really not that bad. 
So when her owners realized that their potential of making profit had vanished, they forcefully seized Paul and Silas and dragged them off to the city square to face the authorities. When they appeared before the Roman soldiers and the magistrates, the slave owners leveled accusations against them, saying, these Jews are troublemakers. They're throwing our city into confusion. I love that right there. They came in with the authority and the power of God into, into an area that, that obviously had a lot of issues, and they threw it into confusion. <laughs> That's how it should be with us as we walk into the world. How the world's operating in their normal ways of doing things, which is completely way away from the way it should be operated. We should cause confusion. People should say, how do you walk around like that? How do you have that kind of authority? How are you that joyful? How do you have that much peace in your life? And it confuses them. And it should because of who we are. So this is what they're complaining about, man. They're throwing our city into confusion. They're pushing their Jewish religion down our throats. It's wrongful. It's wrong and unlawful for them to promote these Jewish ways. For we are Romans living in a Roman colony. How many times have you heard that? We're just Americans. This is how we do things. We're just, we're just Mexican. We're just Canadian. We're just. You know, I'm sorry. We all belong under the in the kingdom. So this is if it's a kingdom mindedness, then guess what? Then we are we are citizens of the kingdom. Not of where we live. And a great crowd gathered and all the people joined in to come against them. The Roman officials ordered that Paul and Silas be stripped of their garments and beaten with rods on their bare backs. See, that's what I mean. It costs something. As we learn about this, as we pursue this, as we go out and take authority over the land that was given to us, it will cost. It might not be the way it costs them, but it's going to cost because the enemy is going to come at us in different ways. Our, our job is to not give up. Our job is to walk in the authority and continue to be faithful and trust in the Lord. So here it's a perfect story of Paul interrupting this city, this, this town. It's spiritual, it's educational, and it's economical systems. He interrupted it all right there because that's what he was called to do. And that's what we're called to do in our land. We're supposed to cause trouble in all those areas. What I love about it is a lot of times we can cause trouble in areas just through prayer. You know, we, you know, we, we can get into all the, even the political stuff, you know, because it, it, it affects political stuff. And I think there's multiple ways to cause trouble in that area. One, guess what? Maybe God designed you to be a politician. Then be a politician because we need more Christian politicians. And you can get in there and we, we need more Christian congresspeople. We need more Christian presidents. And we, we need all that. So if that's who God made you, that's okay. Pursue that with all of your heart, trusting God. And when he puts you there, guess what happens? You start confusing how the world operates. And the other way is through prayer. Those are your two ways. Be part of it or through prayer. You can just pray. That's why the Bible says we pray for our presidents. We pray for our leadership. We, we pray for people in those positions. That's what you do. You don't need to complain about them and all that stuff. You just pray for them. You just pray that the Holy Spirit just wreck them. <laughs> and, then, and then everything will be good. You're like, oh, good, touch them, Jesus. But that's what we do. We pray, and, th and that prayer invades the darkness. The prayer invades the darkness. And so, and so, so that's part of it. That's two. Three, our job is to infiltrate the enemy territory, saturating it with the light of God. Saturating it with the light of God. 
The enemy's territory is dark. If you notice that darkness must flee. Walk into a, a, a room, turn the light on. Darkness doesn't hang around. It must go. The light overpowers darkness. So our job is to be so saturated with the light of God, the false light of God, that wherever we walk brings light. Just with our character, our being, who we are, walking in through the power of Jesus, we change the atmosphere. Our presence should be invasive. So Acts 8, 4 through 8, also out of the Passion, says, Although the believers were scattered by persecution, they preached the wonderful news of the word of God wherever they went. So you can imagine that. Think of our church scattered, saying we can't meet no more, and we all go our different directions. Every different place you can think of, we're scattered. So we're no longer a tight-knit family, but we're scattered, and we're still preaching the gospel. We're not giving up. We said, wherever I'm sent, wherever I must go, I'm going to bring the word. It says, Philip traveled to a Samaritan city and preached to them the wonderful news of the anointed one. The crowds were eager to receive Philip's message and were persuaded by the many miracles and wonders he performed. See, he didn't go with his head down saying, I just got pushed away from all my friends and my other disciples and all that stuff. He said, I'm going to go in and preach the word and bring the authority that I'm supposed to, which means I'm going to walk in and miracles are going to happen because I believe in it. It says, many demon-possessed people were set free and delivered as evil spirits came out of them with loud screams and shrieks. And many who were lame and paralyzed were also healed. This resulted in uncontainable joy filling the city. That was all by the authority given to us. All by the authority to walk. That's what, that's what we're called to do, is to walk into places that are true darkness. You know they're darkness. Don't be scared of the dark. You walk into it, and you call light on it. You walk into it with authority, and take authority over the atmosphere where we're going. We're called to do that. That's, as ambassadors, that's what we're supposed to do. I mean, that's what Philip did. He knew the city was dark, and he went anyway. He was on a mission. He spoke the name of Jesus and the kingdom of God, and things happened. That's, that's the authority. That's, that's the, the confidence that you should be walking in, that you can speak the name of Jesus, and things are going to move. Things will change. You don't have to deal with stuff that's bothering you. People don't, that you know and your family and your friends, they don't have to deal with stuff that they're dealing with because you have the authority to walk in. And when that starts happening in their life, guess what? Now you have the ability to introduce them to your father. Now you have the ability to show them that they have the same capability. They can have the same freedoms. But sometimes it starts by an action. Sometimes it starts by us doing something. So number four, the fourth thing we're supposed to do is implement and establish the behaviors, characteristics, and directives of the kingdom. We're supposed to bring all that, establish the behaviors, the character, characteristics and directives of the kingdom. Of the kingdom. So we're to put into action the policies of God here on earth. So when we say we want, you know, an earth as it is in heaven, so our job is to bring heaven in. Why are we waiting to experience heaven when we die? When he says you can have it right now. You can call it into effect right now. You can live every single day like you're in heaven. Because we have the authority to do that. We call his policies in. We call all that in. And we can walk in that. So Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. This just tells you that we have the government, right? It says, for to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. No end. No end to what he can do. He doesn't stop. He doesn't get tired. He said, as long as you believe, as long as you walk in authority, I'll continue to allow my government to rule in the areas you go. I give you that power. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So no end to the greatness of his government. And if that's not enough, go to Ephesians 1. I told you I was going to read a lot today. Let's just keep going because it's all in the Bible. Ephesians 1, 17 through 23. It says, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. You know him through an intimate moment with him, the intimacy with him. It says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. So his power, his great power is made available to you through faith. It says, then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. So in other words, your life will be a billboard. Your life will be a commercial. Your life will represent him. The power will flow through you and everywhere you go, people will see him through you. That's what we're called to do. As ambassadors, that's what we're called to do. I've said it before. There's some people that you might be the closest thing to Jesus they ever meet. No matter how far along you are, you could have got saved yesterday. You could be getting baptized today, but yesterday you met somebody and you're the closest thing to Jesus that other people have ever seen. You're an ambassador. And that was realized when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor of supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted as, as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is glorious, gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised. Not only in this age, but in, in the age that is coming. That's how powerful he is. You can't worship anything that's more powerful than him. He says anything. And he alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in the church. If I could take that bit right there, and when you plan a church, and when you want to help churches when they come and they say, hey, we're struggling as a church, I go right there. He alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in the church. You find him, listen to him, do what he tells you to do, and then you can build a church. There's a lot of people that think they've got schemes and ideas of how to make a church really nice, how to make it better, how to get people to come through the door. And there it is in Scripture. He alone is the leader and the source. <laughs> Seek him with all of your heart, listen to him, and do what he tells you to do. And his job is to build your church, not yours. It says, God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it. So we're capable of doing all these things. This is what we've been charged to do as ambassadors. Those four things. Hit all those things. Everywhere we go, we bring light. We, we, we affect change. 
We bring his policies and, and the characteristics of the kingdom of heaven. We walk in that authority. Okay, so, so now I get back into why we're talking about spiritual warfare. Because that's what keeps us from doing those things. Because we think that since we've come to church and we're good like that, then we'll never be bothered again. So when something happens, it just spins you out of control and you go, well, now what? And that's just the enemy saying, huh, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> and you just saying, that's okay. I got it. Keep coming. I'm, I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to train. I'm going to continue to be equipped. And I'm going to continue to recognize you. And your effects will not work on me anymore. And he'll leave you alone after that. He gets tired of working on people he can't change. He, there's so many people out there he can go to that, that don't know Christ. that He's like, man, I, I got my hands full. He just wants you because you're messing up the world. <laughs> you're messing it up. You're breathing the kingdom. And he doesn't like that. He wants, he wants to have complete rule and authority. So what we're going to do is I started talking about different things. Um, we talked about the weapons we have. So God gives us weapons. Uh, we've talked about prayer. We've talked about the word. Uh, we talked about fasting. Um, so this week I'm going to talk to you about the name of Jesus. To me, this is my favorite one. I, I, I love knowing that I have the name of Jesus. Just saying his name. So this is the time that I love because you don't, you don't have to worry about anything. Like, you don't have to know Scripture. You don't have to know anything. Like, someone could come up and say, will you pray for me because I'm struggling with this? And you go, well, I don't know a Scripture for that. I do. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, touch him. <laughs> Jesus, heal him. Sometimes it's just Jesus. I said that about 12 times in the back this morning. I'm like, Jesus, 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 I need you. Sometimes just saying his name is all the authority you need. It's all the authority we need. See, the devil's been defeated already. We just have to enforce our victory over it. And we can do that through his name, through the name of Jesus. So Philippians 2, 9 through 11. It says, because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to his name. In the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh. Bringing glory and honor to God, his Father. Everything. In every realm. It gets, you have to bow down to the name of Jesus. So when you get in those dark, this is why I'm telling you it's so important. Because when you get in those dark places, when you're dealing with temptation, when you're dealing with anything in your life that's bothering you, you cry out the name of Jesus. You don't need to spend all that time Googling or getting in your Bible. Just it, when, when it's a necessity, you just cry out Jesus. And, and his name alone causes the enemy to flee. See, we overcomplicate things. And I'm not saying specific prayer is not good. I, I think that's awesome. If I know exactly what's wrong, I want to pray over specifically that. But I also know this, that the name of Jesus will do <laughs> in a lot of cases. You know, I, I learned this through Brother Bo. We've been many places now that I get to travel with him. And we go into places and, and people come up for prayer. You know, and I'm like, okay, what do you need prayer for? And I'm just trying to pray out things. And here will be Bo beside me. He's like, 
in Jesus' name, you're healed. <laughs> in Jesus' name, I'm going, man, this guy's good. I just need to, I need to focus on that. We'll get through people a whole lot faster. I mean, we, we were down in uh, Crestview and with the students, and we'd had a, we had, I don't know how many students. There must have been 100 and, I don't know, maybe 200. All I know is that we, um, they decided they wanted to do a fire tunnel and have us pastors up front and have all these students, whoever wanted prayer, line up. It circled the entire sanctuary, and people are coming through, and God's giving me a word for, like, everyone. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good. Because people are standing, like, come on, man, just say Jesus. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, but God's telling me about this one. I need, I need to give them a word. But, it's, but there, you know, a lot of people are, there, you can get something specific and pray it real quick, but that's where I really I started picking up. I'm like, man, that name Jesus is really powerful. <laughs> it doesn't have to be something specific every time. So when should you shout out the name of Jesus? Whenever you can. There you go. There's no specific time for it. Just Jesus. Anytime. It triumphs over any problem, any trial, any, any situation, anything. We cry out, Jesus. Demons flee. You know, disease can't remain. Isn't that good? Financial issues can't remain. Arguments can't remain. Offenses can't remain. Cancer can't remain. None of that can remain. COVID can't remain. Cry out the name of Jesus. It breaks it all. It's a name above all names. And that power and authority belongs to Christians. It belongs to Christians. That's what we have. Because we've surrendered our life to him. That's important to know, and I'll get back to that later. Because there's a lot of people that are dealing with things, but they just don't know him yet. And that's why they're still dealing with stuff. And he wants us to use it. See, we have the power. It was given to us. He says use it. Before he even ascended to be seated at the right hand of the Father, he said this in Matthew. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All right, so he has the authority, and what did he do with it? He delegated it. He had all the authority, and he had delegated to us. That's important to understand that he gave it to us. He had all the authority, and he gave it to each of us. Mark 16, uh, 15 through 18. Mark 16 says, And he said to them, As you go into all the world, preach Preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. And they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. believing by believing it says to those who believe these miracles and signs it doesn't mean for those who believe and work in a church <laughs> no it says for those who believe you have that authority you need to walk in that authority everywhere you go believe in that and have faith the name of jesus works in everything everything big and small in your life all right and there's four times you should definitely use the name of jesus and i'm going to cover these real quick and it will be done 
First, use the name of Jesus to put sickness to flight. So when people are sick, use the name of Jesus. It says that in Mark 16. We just covered it. says, in my name, they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. It doesn't say might heal them. It says they will heal them. They will be healed. Okay? And that's important. You are healed. When you pray that, you are healed. Every sickness, every disease in his name, you are healed. See, when you use that name, Satan backs off. Because he can't. He can't stand in front of him. He can't stand to hear the name. He can't be around it. Like I said, darkness can't be around light. So you speak his name, and, and the enemy must flee. And the only thing that stops you is the enemy tries to get a foothold. So when, when you speak it, see, remember, you're always praying God's will. See, I can say, Lord, heal them right now, and I might not see it. That doesn't mean they're not healed. It doesn't mean they won't be healed. It's not my timing. It's God's timing. It's my job to believe. What the enemy will do is the enemy will come in and go, oh, you just prayed something. It didn't happen. Now what you going to do? And you're like, well, I guess I won't pray that anymore. When what you're supposed to do is believe, no, I prayed it. I, they're healed. You just wait. <laughs> you just wait and see. Because if it's God's will to be done, then it will be done. You just got to wait on his timing. He has the ultimate plan. That's why we pray his will be done on earth as it, is, as it is in heaven. Second thing, use the name of Jesus to rebuke lack, the lack of. Okay, in uh, Philippians 2, 9 through 10, it says, Therefore God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. So just like sickness has a name, okay, lack is a name. Lack is a name, whether it, it, it means more than money, because sometimes we think if we lack something, it's only money, but that's not it. It will work against money, because money is lack, but lack is just a name, and that name must fall under the authority of Jesus. It has all kinds of stuff. It could be lack of peace in your family, lack of joy in your family. It could be all that. It could be lack of love in your family. All those things, it's lack. So when it's a lack, that name lack falls under the authority in the name of Jesus. It's just kind of like when the enemy comes to steal that stuff from you, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, when the enemy comes to steal that, okay, that's why we come against them in the name of Jesus. It's kind of like if somebody comes into your house at night, you don't let them rob you. You don't sit back and go, come on in and take everything. We come against them in the name of Smith and Wesson. <laughs> or whatever you carry. In the name of Glock. <laughs> but no, in the name of Jesus. You don't sit back and let, let anybody come into your house and take your stuff. Why do we sit back and let the enemy come in and try to take control of your family, in your work, in your school, in your church? We can't do it. Don't sit back anymore. Take authority over it. I love where uh, where where are they at? There they uh, where where is everybody at? I, I I'm looking for uh, where's the guys? They're right over here. Boom, got you. Your mom. Someone broke into her house, right? Someone broke into her house at night. They broke the threshold. Stopped. They said they could see skid marks. She was hiding in the closet. 
and they left. We call that an angel. We call that the presence of the Lord. We call that Jesus, Jesus. And they stopped. They had to flee. They couldn't come in and take anything. Now, they had to go spend the night with y'all for a little bit. <laughs> but, but come on. That's what I, I believe that. I believe when, when you cry out in those situations, Jesus shows up and he says, yeah, I got this. I got this. They can't come. They can't steal. They can't kill. That's what the enemy wants to do, steal, kill, and destroy. He's not allowed to do it. So when it comes into your family, rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Stand your ground. What I love about the name of Jesus is in Revelation it says the name, his name Jesus is actually the word of God. So how, how, can, how can anything come against the word of God, let alone Jesus who is the word of God? I mean, I'm telling you, when, when it, whatever's happening, we just bring in the name of Jesus. So um, now I'll share this because I went through this myself. It was, it was only like a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was trying to go to bed, and it was like a sudden, I think it was when my wife was somewhere or something like that. I think she was down visiting her mom. And I got a tinge of fear. Like, I felt like somebody was going to break into my house or something. I mean, good luck. I'll just First, I'll say that. So if you're watching. <laughs> but either way, I got that fear immediately. I just cried out, Jesus. 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 That's all I did. And then I fell asleep. <laughs> and it never bothered me again. I just went to sleep. But for a moment, I sat in the bed and I was like, did I just hear something? I was like. And then you start feeling in your gut, like, almost like, okay, I got my gun. Like, hey, this could be, it's either going to get really good or really bad really soon. But then I just cried out, Jesus. And all of a sudden it was gone. And I just laid down, went to bed. So that's the second thing. Three, use the name of Jesus to send demons packing. Because it says in my name they will drive out demons. See, the enemy doesn't play fair. He comes at you in every way. He'll come at your family. He'll come at everything around you. He doesn't play fair. So why do we? We shouldn't. Why do we even play with him? We just come at him in the name of Jesus. And it ends the battle. He's going to do whatever he can. But God never told you to give him a fair shot. We just tend to think that we should sit back and and take what we can take until it gets overwhelming. Nope. He doesn't get any free punches. He's already defeated. You just keep him where he belongs. Every demon, every spirit he sends at you, you have authority over each and every one of them. If you want to come out, you can come out and play. I've only got about another 30 minutes. Yeah, get some more songs. Start working on them. Come on, Jesus, touch her. In Jesus' name. <laughs> fresh anointing, fresh songs right now. You know, I think one of the big things is, is when the enemy comes in and brings strife and envy and fear and murder and suicide and addictions, you speak to it. You come against it. You speak to it. Command it in the name of Jesus. Take, take, take his hands off your kids, off your family, 
talk to your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your mom, your dad. Don't sit around and take the punches. Just attacking your kids? No. I don't see why we think that's okay. Come against it in the name of Jesus. Sometimes we have to take what belongs to us by force. And you say, but it already belongs to me. Yeah, but the enemy wants it. So we're going to keep it by force. We're going to take it back by force. Anything that was taken from you, stolen from you, he'll give it back. Take authority over it. Number four, use the name of Jesus for supernatural protection. Supernatural protection. And that's the last one we'll cover. It says in Proverbs 18.10, says the name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. He's a fortress. Cry out his name. He'll cover, he'll surround you. He'll protect you. Imagine being, that's why they built fortresses. That's why they built that. So in battle, people couldn't get in and destroy everything. So wait a minute, he says, my, that's me. My name is a fortress. And the devil doesn't want you to know this one. He just doesn't want you to know this one. He's like, don't tell him that one. That his name is a fortress. Because that means all they got to do is call on it and I can't touch him. I can't get to him. Right? So, so he doesn't want you to know that one. So every plan he has, we're going to saturate not only his plans with light, but we're going to saturate the enemy's plans with with the name of Jesus, and I'll bring them down. Hmm. It's like the name of Jesus is a, uh, a supernatural connection. It's, we teach our kids all the time. I remember teaching our kids this. If something happens, call 911. When's the last time you taught your kids to, when something happens, cry on, call out Jesus. Call out on God. Call out on him. We don't need to call 911 all the time, but that's the first thing we teach our kids is to cry out to the worldly systems. And Jesus is always behind that. Call 911, then pray. Now, how about we pray first? How about we cry out first? But that was powerful. I think he liked that one. Because <laughs> here's the thing when you call out his name, it's immediate. You don't have to wait. He shows up. He's on the spot. You don't have to wait for, the, for them to put on their lights and drive to your house. He's right there. We talked about it in the beginning. Right in worship. And I said, he's right there all the time waiting for you to cry out to him. He's beside you all the time. Sometimes we get distracted. We forget. And we just get so caught up with life that we think that, man, there's got to be a worldly way to solve everything. And he says, I am the way, the truth. I am that. Just call out on me. Cry out to me. Cry out on, use my name. And that's the power of the name of Jesus. Here's the problem, like I said before, if you hadn't given your heart to Christ and you're trying to call out on the name of Jesus, he doesn't know you. So you're trying to walk in authority, but you haven't surrendered to him. You haven't drawn him close to your heart. not that he doesn't know you he, he formed you he knows you but you don't have that relationship so it starts with that and I'll give you that opportunity today I want you to be praying about that
about where he is on your heart. Who is he to you? And if you want the authority that, that he has to give, then, then you need to surrender to that. You need to remember and accept him into your heart. But here's the thing, out of all four of those situations, all it takes is a cry out to him in any situation. Begin to speak the name of Jesus in confidence. Begin to speak it. Speak it with authority. Trust in the Lord. It's just a mighty weapon of warfare. To me, it's like a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> it's that good. He says, it's the name above all names. Amen. All right. Amen. You guys get something out of that? They're up here, but they're, I'm not done. <laughs> but I do like the music playing because I want to talk. Every week I told you I'm going to bring you something else. I'm going to talk about something else. I'm going to equip you with something else for things you're coming against. So far we've talked about death. We've talked about fear and anxiety. We've talked about, um, what did we talk about last week? I can't even remember. Rejection. Yeah, that was, that was big. Rejection. Okay, so we're going to. I want to talk about more, and this week I want to talk about the weapon of offense. Offenses. That's stuff that we carry. We'll let people offend us. We'll let family offend us. You notice I say we let. You choose to be offended. It's a personal choice. You make that choice. And when you do that, you welcome that in, that stronghold in. You welcome a spirit of offense in. And it will lock you down. It will remove the ability for you to walk in peace with certain people. And, and it's not right. And that's the enemy. That's the enemy. So offenses are used by, by Satan to cause you to transgress based on your displeasure, anger, or resentment of someone's action displayed or words spoken to you or against you. So you hear those things and it, and, and it offends you. You choose to be offended. When an offense is allowed to remain and fester, the enemy not only uses it to destroy you or the individual, but also this weapon actually undermines spiritual authority in your life. It's important. And this is big. Because people get offended. Look, people get offended at the church all the time. There's stuff I say up here, people get offended. And they don't come back to church because I said something. And that's the enemy going, yes, I got you, thank you. You're no longer going there. That was the one place I didn't want you to go. Go anywhere else. We get offended, and we allow it to happen in our lives. So how do you counterattack offense? You seek to love the Word of God, especially Scripture that speaks about forgiveness and love. you got to love the Word of God. How do you love something? You spend time with it. <laughs> get in the Word. Read God's word and read about everything it has to say about forgiveness and love. I've got two passages I'll talk to you about that. And they're going to make you immune to the effects of the weapon of offense. That's my hope. Psalms 119, 165. says, there is such a great, plate, a great peace and well-being that comes to the lovers of the word. And they will never be offended. There you go. There is such a great peace and well-being that comes to the lover, 
lovers of your word, and they will never be offended. When his word is on your heart and on your mind and on your tongue, that you love it that much, you can't be offended. You can't choose to be offended. Like I said, nobody offends you. You choose 100% all you to be offended. And then once you do that, now the enemy grabs hold of it. And he says, thank you. Now I got it. I'm going to twist it and I'm going to turn it. I'm going to make it hurt. I'm going to beat you up with it. And you can't break free of it. And the second scripture is Luke 17, 1 through 4. It says, one day Jesus said to the disciples, there will always be temptations to sin, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? It would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. So watch yourself. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks for forgiveness, you must forgive. So what comes with offense is forgiveness. Is forgiveness. You know what peace comes when you can just forgive people? You know what peace comes when you walk around with such a shield that you're like, I don't care what you say. Like I used to be the guy that you could say anything And if it led to me having an opportunity to show you how I feel, it was awesome. And now I'm like, good luck. (laughs) I don't care what you say to me. I don't care what you do to me. I've learned to walk in this. I'm not going to be offended by anything. And you get to make that choice every day you wake up. Every day you get to make a choice that I won't be offended. But it's you. You're you're the one that has to make that choice. Because once you're offended, now the enemy gets a hold of it. And now you're dealing with a stronghold in the spirit. And now you got to learn how to take care of those things. You need to learn how to to bind that up and loose all the love and forgiveness, all that stuff. So forgive, don't be offended. James 1, 19 says, My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak. Be slow to become angry. For human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. It's easy to get angry at something and then that leads to offense. So we need to choose to walk in the Spirit. We need to choose to, to display the fruits of the Spirit in your life. The more you're embedded in His Word and praise and relationship with Him, that's when you get love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. All those things come together the more time you spend with Him. And then when somebody says something that should totally just flip your lid, you're like, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's no importance to it. You're not going to get the right to choke me out. It's not going to happen. So, so that's the counterattack. We're going to pray that God forgive you of your offense and release other people you have offended and that you hold offense against. So for you, it sounds like this. Pray something like this. Father, I release in the name of the person from all offenses I have held in my heart. Forgive me for my resentment, my hatred, anger, and displeasure. 
Deliver me from this self-imposed bondage. Close every portal that gives the spirit of unforgiveness access to my soul. I worship you and I decree and declare that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You know what's funny is that I found myself offended at people before in my life and they didn't even know it. I spent more time being offended on somebody else and when I talked to them to go, man, you offended me. Like, what? Like, I didn't know you were mad at me. So who's it really bother? You. It affects you. Not the other person. You can be mad at them all you want. They don't care. But it bothers you and it affects you and it locks you down. And we're going to choose to walk in freedom. So I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray with everybody here. And I want to do this this morning. I want to, I'll have you stand to your feet. I want to invite the worship team. Oh, they're up here. But I want to invite the prayer team down if you're here. If you feel like this is something that's got you, the spirit of offense, the stronghold, if you feel you've been offended and you're still walking in that, and how do I know you're offended? When I said that, somebody came to your mind. And I can see all your faces. <laughs> Every facial expression, I see them all. I got a great seat. So when I say you're offended, immediately somebody popped in your head. Don't walk with that anymore. Don't choose to walk in an area that is causing you frustration and anger. Why are we choosing to do that when we can have freedom here this morning? You can walk in complete freedom today. By surrendering that to him. By saying, I choose to not be offended. I choose to walk in freedom. And I forgive everybody that's ever offended me. And, and Lord, please let everybody that I've offended know that I, I'm... I am sorry. Forgive me for that. So if that's you this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed, just raise your hand if that's you. I got my hand up. <laughs> yeah, it's all over. I knew this was a good one. Come on, Holy. You see the hands. You see the hearts, Lord. Father, you see them all, Father. We come against right now what the enemy's trying to do, Lord. Come on, Father. We, we come against. We bind up the offense, Father God, and, and the unforgiveness, Lord. Father, give us the confidence and boldness right now, Lord, to forgive those who've harmed us, who's done things to us, Lord. Father, forgive those that have been harming to, to people in our life, Father God. Father, remove the spirits from those in this room that are dealing with that, Father, those that have, have offended people, those that are walking in that right now. We ask you to remove it right now, Father, in Jesus' name. We release and we lose your love, the mind of Christ, restoration, healing, deliverance, faith, hope, love, forgiveness for all those, Father, in need this morning. Father, we praise you and we worship you. And Father, I pray right now that your name be on our lips at all times, Lord, that the name of Jesus be on our lips. So, Father, we ask for healing this morning. We ask for a healing of the heart this morning. And we pray all that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Look, if you're dealing, I'm telling you, let's go. But if that's you, I'm telling you, if that's you this morning, 
and you need prayer for that specifically, we have prayer people up here, prayer partners. These are prayer warriors in our church. And we want to make sure you leave here free. We're a family. We don't care. I don't care if you've got to wait 30 minutes for, for somebody to pray for you. Don't walk out of here with the same offense you walked in here with. Leave it at the altar. Leave it up here and walk away in freedom. And if you're struggling with all that because you don't have a relationship with him, then take that step today. There's no prayer that can do that. That's something you have to decide in your heart. You have to make that decision this morning in your heart. That you're going to accept him to, to steer and guide and lead you. That he's going to be the one that, 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 that tells you what to do. He's going to be the one that, that, that takes you to the next level. He's going to be the one that, that walks you through the darkness side by side. You're not in it alone, but you've got to accept him into your heart and believe him and trust him. And if that's you this morning, I just need you to pray about that. And if you make that decision, then I want you to come up and have somebody pray over you. We want to help you through the next step. We have resources for you. We want to show you that you're not in this alone. And here's the cool part. If that's you today, the next step is baptism, and we're doing that today. So you can, you can literally give your heart to Christ today, this morning, and get baptized all in the same day and walk out of here completely free. Completely free. And if you've not been baptized yet and you didn't sign up, we don't care. Sign up helps us. It helps us make you a nice shirt and all that good stuff. But that doesn't mean anything. So if that's you this morning, you go, no, I've been praying about it all service. The Lord's touching my heart. I want to get baptized today. We have clothes for you to change into. You'll have time. Look, we have the water's warm. I didn't even make it cold. Okay, but don't leave out of here today without taking that next step. <laughs> it's pretty warm, isn't it, Brother Jim? <laughs> so, so don't leave out of here without taking that step. I'm telling you, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get changed. I'm going to get prepared because I know I'm going to baptize at least one person. We had three other people signed up. They're just not here this morning, but they're a family, so you never know what happens. See, that's how the enemy can grab you sometimes. But here's what I do know. I believe God's working in the hearts of people in here. It doesn't matter how many times you've been baptized. If you go, you know what? I want to do it all this morning. I want to get the spirit of offense off me. I want to recommit my life to Christ. I want to get baptized again. I don't care if you got baptized two months ago. Let's walk free. Because all that symbolizes as you go under the water is you're dying to yourself. And then when you come free, you're just like him, a new life. It's brand new. And you can walk in that this morning. So I'm going to turn this over. I'll have our prayer partners up here. Feel free to get prayer. We're going to worship. We're going to go back into a time of worship. I'm going to get changed. Okay, so whoever's getting baptized, go get changed. And if you, if you need shirts and stuff, come talk to my wife. Um, she's right there. Talk to Crystal over there. I'm going to be ready for y'all. Don't leave. Like, please celebrate with us as we do this. I love y'all, and I'll see you in a second. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. And all my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Of the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy. 
you're not getting prayer, feel free to gather around. Feel free to come close. Come on, I'm excited about what God's ready to do. If you're getting prayer, please continue to get prayer. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's ready to do in here. Oh, good, 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 good. We got the camera on there. So if you're watching at home, we love you guys. I'm always excited about baptism. So um, we got everybody in here. Is anybody out there who wants to come on in and celebrate with us? Come on in. All right. Well, I want to welcome in uh, to the Baptist, Baptist tree my favorite little man, Elion. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Man, I am a uh, man. This is, this is a special one right here. If you, if you didn't know him, like, he is so filled with the spirit. Like, like he is just absolutely amazing, and uh, I love him. I love your heart for Christ. I love your heart for worship. I love your heart for prayer. I love all that stuff, man. You are just on fire. I got to put you in the water to put you out. Uh, that's what I think. That's what I think this morning. So, um, Elion's been waiting like two years, about two years for this. He's he's been ready to get this done. He, this is this is his next step, and he's been just waiting, waiting, waiting. We had a good conversation this morning. Um, so, man, you want to share like your favorite scripture with people? So, so do uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, through every belief in that He. Prepared for have eternal life. John three sixteen. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Woo, man. Well, I'm excited that I get to do this because I love you, man. You are you are so powerful. You you get me worshiping. He, he's a worship leader in our church. If you didn't know that, uh, he he leads in worship up here. And even when you're up on stage singing, man, you are leading in worship. And your mom and dad are over here. Look at their filming, wave. <laughs> They're over this way. And your cousin, who else is here? Uh, Morgan and Jeremiah. Morgan and Jeremiah. All right. Come on. Did you leave anybody out? Huh? Did you leave anybody else out? Or are you good? Good. All right. All right. Are you ready to get baptized? All right. Well, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Yes, you have. All right. Awesome. I'm going to hand the mic over here. Plug your nose. Remember the nose. Hand on the right there. All right. So by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Feels good, doesn't it, brother? Oh, guys. So um, this is spontaneous, isn't it? You just said, you know what? It's time. It's time. I love this, man. This is, uh, guys, give it up for Aaron. Or as my family likes to call you, Aaron. <laughs> man, we love you, brother. I love your heart, man. You just, uh, God's doing amazing things through you. And I believe he's saying that no matter how hard the past was, You've been through some stuff, but he, he's, he's letting you know right now he's about ready to carry you in a different dimension. He's about ready to light this up, okay? This is going to be the part that takes you to the next level, 
uh, you're going to surrender to a whole other level right now, brother. I just believe he's trying to tell you that, that he's with you, he loves you, um, and he, he's just excited for you this morning, man. So I'm excited to see what he wants to do. Do you want to say something? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say just the love of God and everything is just absolutely amazing. I've spent more than half my life away from God and coming back here in destiny, being brought into the family and just really understanding the identity of who I am, who I am with God. And just, just I mean, I can't even put words into it. It's absolutely amazing feeling that love, being able to give that love, just absolutely amazing and now it's like as i feel that love it's it is time for the baptism it is time to really show that to feel that and just accept god's love come on i love it brother come on let's give it up Woo. all right then so here's the big question if you accepted jesus your lord and savior yes yes he has awesome i'm gonna hand the mic over here i'm gonna hand you this way go put your finger on your nose put this hand right there awesome now when we go down if you want to help me just bend your knees a little bit if not, we're both going in. I don't mind. I've been baptized a million times. All right. so, so, brother, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, come on. Isn't that good? Come on, isn't God good? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to keep worshiping for a bit. Let's go back into it. If you need to leave, you can leave. But here's my thing. Maybe God's still speaking to you. I believe, I believe God's still speaking. And I believe there's somebody in here you're fighting. You're fighting the fact that you have to get changed to get in here. Um, it's like you feel like. I just believe he's saying right now, you feel embarrassed to do this at this point, but he's saying, forget all that stuff. It's time to get baptized and do it in front of your family. So uh, I'm going to wait up in here. I'm going to give it a little bit of time. If that's you, uh, you need to come talk to the ladies. Let them get you a shirt. I'm going to hang out in here a bit and uh, give you one more chance to, to say yes. Oh, my life, you have been saved. Thank you. 
We're just going to continue to worship. We love you guys. Have a blessed week. I look forward to seeing everybody next week.